This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Let me tell you a little story you might already know. Back about six years ago now, what was it? That would have been 20 what? 17? Has it been longer than that? It's been a few years. Back when the podcast started. I should probably know that, right? It's like having the birth of a kid. I don't remember what year it was. I want to say 2017, maybe 2018. I think it's been six years. Something like that. Back when I started the podcast, I had this idea. I was going to use social media to promote the podcast. And I didn't have much expectations, but I knew that if I was going to do the podcast, that I needed a way to bring people, invite people into the podcast. Something that has remained elusive (laughs) since those early days. And so my original game plan was I was going to use Facebook ads, specifically Facebook video ads. Very inexpensive to run at that time. I had some experience with it, advertising a retail product for a tenant that I had. And um, was no expert on the social media front, but knew enough to spend a little money on ads, I guess you could say. Decided that I was going to offer a sample of my work, my audio, if you will. And that sample was to be called Life, Liberty, and Guns. And I spent, I don't know, a few weeks, a lot of hours developing. It's a subject that I could speak about pretty freely. And I did. And the material came together quickly. And I was able to record it. I made the cover artwork myself. I've got a little bit of artistic ability. Not much, but a little bit. And I put the whole thing together. I set up the ads myself. Can you imagine all this creativity going to work here? Creating my own audio book, publishing it myself, going through that whole process, creating my own cover, creating the ads. I thought it was pretty remarkable on a few levels, really. None of which was had anything to do with my profession, really. I had some experience in it, like I said, but it wasn't my profession. Well, boy, did I learn a lesson. And that lesson was that all the way back then, six years ago now, you weren't even allowed to use the word gun. We should have known then that we were going to have problems. What? I'm not kidding you. I get everything set up. I press run, and the ads ran. The ads ran for about two hours mainly, maybe. And my entire ad account was completely and permanently shut down with no reasoning. And I learned a bit of a lesson on that day that I think has still shaped me. I hear from lots of you complaining about the problems and how is this allowed to go on. Guys, (laughs) you missed the boat. It's been going on for a while. I think Obama did it. He cut a deal with whatever corporations he cut a deal with. And we just began the beginning of a massive transformation. He said, that's not who we are. He was saying, we're going to turn this into something else. Just like that, just for using the word gun. Can you imagine, really, from my perspective, 
17 years old, joining the Marine Corps, getting my first gun at 12. And to be labeled so viciously for just for bringing the topic up. Now you know why I'm not on social media. Now I hear all these people, oh, you're not on Facebook, you're not on Facebook. They're tracking you, using the information against you, but you keep doing it anyway. Uh, it, it really concerns me, the, the level of um, poor decision-making on some of my good, good friends. I'd say to you, besides the First Amendment crime of that story I just told you, that on the issue of the guns itself, that we need to be talking about it more now than ever. You know, I hear Elon Musk say, we need to have more children. We need more sharpshooters. You know how deadly a single sniper can be? We need more of them. We need more of them for security. I mean, think about it. It's at a time now where it's vitally important to have discussions about security in our own government. Well, not really. I guess it's Facebook, the corporate whatever, telling us we're not allowed to talk about it, at least not on Facebook. And then everything that they put out is anti-gun propaganda. Everything. The kids, they tell them that it's bad, this is bad, that's bad. Gun ownership and the right to defend, which is what we're really talking about. It's central to the American way of life. Rugged individualism to be self-sufficient in every way. I don't know um, how much more you could say that we were meant in this country to be able to take care of our problems for ourselves. You know, I think it's one of the things that I gravitated to the Marine Corps for. The Marine Corps doesn't rely on Navy air power, Air Force air power. Sure, the Marine Corps gets rides from the other branches. But when it comes to security, the Marine Corps runs their own almost every stinking time, although they're trying to change that too. Because the Marine Corps knows that they can barely depend on themselves, let alone anybody else. It's the essence of what I've been trying to tell you for the past couple of days of people taking charge, being decisive. You've got people sitting there watching loved ones be injured or worse, and they don't know what to do. Defies logic. I'll say to you that. One of the reasons I feel that it's so important that we talk about security in general, not just firearms. And by the way, I think the discussion needs to be had together. People say, oh, guns, we need gun control. You don't have any ability to control guns. It's an inanimate object. The gun's going to go where the gun's going to go, and the person's going to use it how they want it. To have a discussion about guns and not discuss security to me doesn't make any sense. You know, it, it, and I think that if, if we increase security, even non-lethal means like security cameras and lighting that I talk about, why is it so important? Well, because it's not so tempting to commit the crime in the first place. And this is a basic rule of crime. If you take away the place to conduct the crime, the crime naturally doesn't occur. As they say in Full Metal Jacket, remember that scene with the unlocked footlocker, the guy had the jelly donut in there? What did the drill instructor say? If it weren't for nitwits like you, we wouldn't have thieves in this country. Lock the dog on footlocker. You know, I was watching this video by a black person going through black neighborhoods, talking about how black people destroy everything. 
And uh, it's kind of compelling, and I'm sure a lot of people are, see, that's right, it's their fault. And a black person saying that. I don't think it's the color of their skin that's creating this condition. It's being poor that's creating this condition. And a big part of what I think has been going on is decades of unfair rules that have literally upended societies like in Latin America. I don't, I don't really know the full details of it. I don't, to speak with it with real authority. But it seems to me that the CIA meddling in Latin America has created an environment for the drug cartels and the gangs and the violence. And the same thing with our poor communities. How much game playing are they doing down there as opposed to really trying to bring peace? Very little, as best I can tell. They're using these people to commit crimes. This is out in the open now. Like, they've got, like, contractors lined up to commit crimes if they need them. They just kill them if they don't need them anymore. Contracted, contracted, contracted. But anyway, I don't want to get off my point. You know, if, if, if this is why I don't like soft targets. You're going to leave schools completely open, asking for a problem to take place. Asking for it to happen. What should we do? That's the big question. And uh, what started this whole conversation and this trip down memory lane for me was this video here. Let me play Guess it Guess what, man? I'm an American citizen with the right to keep and bear arms. I'm going to carry my freaking gun however I want to. That's correct. Let me just tell you, this is a guy named Chad Wright, and he's a pretty big name. He's a Navy SEAL, and he's a motivational speaker, business owner, retired from the Navy now. But listen to what he's saying. I'm going to go back to the beginning. Listen carefully. He's kind of like this hippie dude. He's got a big beard, long hair. Guess what, man? I'm an American citizen with the right to keep and bear arms. I'm going to carry my freaking gun however I want to. That's correct. You think I need your permit to conceal carry my gun? Screw you. I will disregard any law that goes against my fundamental rights as an American citizen. I carry guns everywhere I go, across state lines. I don't give a crap. I don't even look. Look at the law. And I may wind up in prison one day. I don't freaking know, but I don't care because I will not obey a law that violates my right to keep and bear arms. And here's the second thing for you listeners. If you do not carry a gun as an American citizen every single day, everywhere you go, you are neglecting your duty as an American citizen. You Whoa. are failing to exercise your rights. And actually, I would go as far as to say one of your most important rights. So if you aren't carrying a gun, if you're listening to this, look at yourself right now. If you are not carrying a gun or you are not within arm's reach of a gun, you are wrong. You are dead wrong. Wow. Whoa. They put that out on TikTok. You're not going to see that out on Facebook. That's for sure. What do you think about what he's saying there? I'm going to be uh, right up front with you. Uh, I do not recommend carrying weapons across state lines. I believe that could be a felony. You get caught in New Jersey or New York, I would say to you, don't go to those places. Those laws are not favorable to you, then don't go there. I, you know, him saying he might end up in prison one day. I'm like, well, <laughs> does that make a lot of sense? Not to me. And it's just not appropriate to be armed everywhere all the time. So I don't necessarily agree. It's not how I roll. I just don't. I do think that we should be able to be live in a free, safe society that we don't have to go everywhere armed. 
at the same time, I think that we could use more armed people out there, myself being one of them. All right, so there's that guy's perspective, right? I might not be quite as, you know, as um, enthusiastic about it as him, but I know plenty of people who are. I'm glad they're out there, all right? Meanwhile, you got the president, President Schmuckatelli up there. And recently, if you recall, they created the Office of Gun Control Prevention. And how's this all funded, I wonder? So what they want to do, they're going to take federal dollars, basically, and feed it down to the states in the form of grants. Wouldn't surprise me that there would be private money, say, from insurance companies. All this has gotten carefully melded together. Yeah, they'll take your insurance premiums that they're telling you why the price is going up. But somehow they have money to invest in gun violence prevention or food for needy communities. Very interesting. Very creative. No, no boundaries to anything, it seems. What does this mean in practical terms? I think I mentioned this yesterday. Uh, they're going to feed money down to states like Pennsylvania. I think it's already here. Very frank. Got a uh, loyal governor here to Biden and the Democrat machine. And Shapiro, Jewish governor, fully on board with taking away our constitutional rights. Right? I'm supposed to sit here and, and bow down to Israel and Jewish people. I don't. Not that freaking guy. He's there working to take away our rights. He's a lawyer. Right? It's supposed to be bound by an oath, and this is what he's doing. They're working to enact red flag laws and other you know, reasonable restraints, they would say here in Pennsylvania. None of this is reasonable. It reeks of Bolshevism right out of the Soviet Union. And I guess if it becomes necessary, then I will have to not comply with the law. This has the, the chance of starting a war on its own. But short of all that, short of that kind of cataclysmic change, uh, what's it going to do? Well, they're going to fund these goofy laws. They'll try it out in Pennsylvania. Then there's going to be a testing period because there is with every law. And if you get caught up in the middle of it, uh, you better hope you have money for a lawyer to get it all straightened out. You might just be the case that goes to court to test the constitutionality of this whole thing. In the meantime, your life is going to be squarely on hold. God help us. All we can hope that maybe the gun lobby would help get ahead of this. But I don't see that really happening. Now you're going to have court systems clogged up, creating division, basically funding our own demise. Crazy when you think about it. Absolutely crazy. Listen to this. I got video of this. Unbelievable. I predicted this. I've been telling you about it. Gangs from South America breaking into multi-million dollar homes across the country, including Metro Detroit. Police say they are highly functional and well-trained. Do you realize you could go on Zillow today and get the layout of your house? That you could very easily snap a few pictures and come up with a, a diagram. And you think about somebody with a little training who doesn't care about life, doesn't know you, doesn't care about you. All they want is what's inside or what they're being told to get. And they're going to come up with a plan. I've told you how simple. Knock at the door. That's how it all begins. Uh, I wasn't expecting anybody. What's this about? Uh, yes, ma'am, the electric department here. We're going to have to shut your service off. What? Nobody called about it. Yeah, it's going to be off for about 20 minutes, ma'am. This will be the most insidious plan ever. And then go cut the power. If you know how to do that, it's not hard. 
you could probably pull the meter base out. and well, You could just pull the meter base out and show up at the door. Hi, man, we're here from the electric company. And unfortunately, there's a problem with your meter. Now you have no internet, right? Things are shut down. The lights are off. You got problems right out of the gate. One of them goes to the front door. One of them goes to the back door. How long before this begins happening? We're pretty close to getting there. Let me ask you this. Would you know how to handle this? A situation where you got four or five people attacking your property. I told you I'm reading this novel. It's really fascinating as he's now in the retribution stage and this Navy SEAL is, is going out and killing all these people who screwed him over. Lots of tantalizing ideas there. But in one particular case, he tells this story that this guy he wanted to hit was living in an apartment. So he goes and he acts like he wants to rent an apartment so he can go through the model and get a sketch of the floor plan. And he knows where everything is. He, he, he buys a lot. He notices the lock, snaps a picture, goes and buys the exact same make and model of lock and begins practicing picking it. And in this case, he gets into this guy's apartment. He's inside the apartment, <clears throat> standing in the guy's living room, goes into the bedroom. The guy's asleep. I guess he, when he opened the bedroom door, the bedroom door was closed. That was the, the level of security this guy had. Bedroom door was because he made a little click and the guy sat up. When he did, he got a, a gun muzzle in his mouth, broke his teeth. And so the book is written. And I thought to myself, good luck making it that far. I'm like, man, <laughs> I honestly couldn't imagine living like that in this day and age. I really couldn't. And like I said to you, not everything should be technology. I'm sure that to uh, somebody with some skills, you know, I just told you how you could shut down this Wi-Fi in a nanosecond. Go pull the meter base out. Go hit it with a hammer and probably shut it down, I would imagine. Might start a fire in the process. It's, it's incredibly simple to go pull the little wire lock off of those meter bases and unscrew the meter base. You just shut the power down in the process. And you think about you know attacking a building or something, you say, well, ah, the police, the this, the that. Some of the same goofy things you've heard me talk about pop up in this book. Yeah, I know where I'm at. Eh, let's get a little vehicle accident. Little bit. Maybe you, maybe you try to start an accident on purpose. Maybe you go out there and you know, do something to create an accident, whatever. Yeah, you got two cops tied up for a while on that, especially if the highway's shut down. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna run a uh, patrol up there. There's only four cars on at one time. You have a supervisor, you have a fifth. You got mutual aid. They're pulling from the surrounding towns. It's all very limited. Doesn't take much to get those boys running up to the other end of town. Suddenly, two or three calls, the whole squad's tied up. What have you done? You bought some time. Bought some time. Would you know how to handle a situation where three, four, five people attacked your house? It's happening in this country right now. And I don't hear, and nobody's even adding any, I don't even see the security business capitalizing on this. Fascinating to me. So let's talk about guns, shall we? One of the other distinguished pleasures I've had, I suppose you could say, not really is reporting on some of these heinous uh, shooting incidents. And they come around every once in a while, you know, and you get all these conspiracy theories. One of the big ones was uh, the Vegas shooting. Remember this? I think it was a Jason Aldean concert, if I'm not mistaken. It was a country music festival, I guess. I think Jason Aldean was on stage when it happened. And... Um, Guy was shooting from a neighboring casino hotel. Do you remember this? Up on like the 30th floor. 
So he's up there with 7.62 caliber weapons, I believe, automatic, belt-fed, I'm pretty sure. Able to send a lot of heavy red lead downrange. That weapon easily has a range of 1,000 yards. He gets up in this window, he breaks out the window, and he begins mowing down people in the concert. It's actually part of the book, Life, Liberty, and Guns. And as I was preparing for this podcast, I was also pondering that incident. And I had studied it in great detail for the podcast. And I can still remember those details very well. There was an incredible amount of blood. The the, uh, caliber and velocity of that round is not like a twenty-two or a 9mm. It's going to do a lot more damage. And the accounts of all of the blood and these young people viciously shot, it's horrible. Horrible, really. Why don't we hear anything from those people? Hear anything more about it? It was like a major historical event, really. I studied that, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. But there was others too. Uh, shooting in a Texas church. Do you remember that? Horrible. People laying on the ground, pretending to be dead. I think that was an Air Force veteran. But I put all this together, and I tied it back with the importance, which I'm going to share some with you today, of why the Second Amendment so pivotal to who we are as a country and and our freedom, really. Um, I actually had plans to reignite the life, liberty, and guns, and I think I am going to. Except, as I was writing for this podcast, putting this all together, I should say, um, I came up with this title, Schools, Security, and Metal Detectors. And I thought, huh, well, there's something that would pass the... uh, uh, logarithms, right? Interesting, right? So I think I might. I might rebrand it and put it out there because I think that this topic, it needs to be talked about. Why Why would I be saying that? You know, these tragedies in schools, like the one in Texas, Uvalde, remember that? And um, you look at these things and you say, you see patterns. What don't you see? You rarely see these happening things happening at colleges. Why would that be? Harder target, perhaps, just by nature of the fact that you've got young males, at least some, that should be able to fight. Never happens at colleges. Not really. Never happens in the inner city. Why? Inner city schools have metal detectors. Why don't we have them everywhere? Well, because you got some of your uh, loony parents, I don't want my kid feeling like they're walking into a prison. I always thought that the institutional nature of the public school system felt like a prison anyway. I hated it. And belong there. At least that's the way I felt. I was down a couple weeks ago before Christmas. My daughter had choir at her school. Choir, uh, whatever, uh, concert, would you say? She played her violin for the first time. Pretty amazing, the whole thing. You know what else was pretty amazing? No security. We've got a, a, a number of Jewish families in our community, in our school. Uh, my daughter's close friend being one of them. And in these times, just a couple of miles outside of Philadelphia, and there's no security. So number one, what do you unpack from that? Foolishness? You know, I know the chief of police. I'm probably going to see him next week. I really want to say something to him. Can't you guys coordinate with the school to at least have a patrol outside? I'm watching people coming in these doors, and it's right off the highway, man. 
I mean, it would be so easy to roll in there, pop, 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 and you roll right out before anybody even know what happened. Just like at the Vegas shooting. You know how many people were dead before people even realized that there was a shooting going on? The loud music, they didn't know it was going on. Here, we have no metal detectors, no security, not even somebody standing at the door asking who's coming and going. Do you realize how dangerous that is? Wildly. This auditorium was packed. People couldn't get in and get out. One pipe bomb, uh, one, jeez, the amount of damage you could do so easily in that situation. It made me so uneasy. I sat by the door myself, my head on a swivel, and I thought at least somebody comes through, and I've always got a weapon on me. I don't always carry a gun, but I've always got a weapon on me, and I recommend that you do the same. I looked at this whole Vegas show. The, the number one thing with the schools that I don't understand, and I do understand, let me take that back, that these politicians are putting our children's safety ahead of common sense practical decisions, meaning put the stinking metal detectors on the school and lock the schools down always. It should be as secure as a prison. You're telling me which cargo needs to be kept safer, the children or the prisoners? What's more important, security in our courthouses or in our, in our schools for our children? Why do they play politics with it? There's money flowing in. The Vegas shooting, you say, well, what do you say about that, Chris? The guy had an illegal weapon. That's the first thing I would tell you. Well, these, these shouldn't be available. They're not. They're not available. You say, well, I just make them all go away. You're not going to make it go away any more than you're going to make fire go away or cars go away. Do you realize that the damage that that guy inflicted could have necessarily been worse if it had been some type of homemade device, even a pipe bomb in that concert? Interesting. I don't know why he didn't. It's an interesting phenomenon with the firearm. There's another whole play from this to fuel the conspiracy theories. If you were looking to in, in, in inflict maximum damage on a group of people confined to a certain area, well, what weapon would you choose, for example? What would you choose? Why would you risk blowing out a hotel window? You know you're going to get caught in that scenario. Why would you do that? And people would say that this is a CIA plant, some political move, the anti-gun, the blah, 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 blah. Somebody's making money off it. It's a lot of carnage. There's a lot of evil in the world. Really? Could it be possible? I don't know. I don't like to fuel conspiracy theories because I, I have no evidence to suggest that it is. You could point to all these different circumstantial things, and there's another one going around. There's multiple shooters. I heard it. <laughs> He's like, I'm an expert in hearing. It's like this novel I'm reading. Oh, I could tell it was a 7.62. I could, all right, well, maybe you've been in so many gunfights that you can do that. I listened over and over again to the Vegas shooting. Thing. I'm like, I don't know. You know, I've been on the rifle range a couple of times in my life, so I know what rounds sound like from multiple different angles. And you hear that crack, crack, and you tell me you can identify the caliber, and okay, sure you can. So you're going to tell me that you're going to, you can tell the difference between, maybe you can, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if I heard it and somebody tuned me into it. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not one of, this is another thing I find fascinating. You've got people that have every gun under the sun. They've got a 38, they've got a 9, they've got a 40, they've got a 45. I never really understood all that. This complicates the ammo situation as best that I can tell. 
They have a very simple solution for the schools. Metal detectors and security should be a national requirement. <clears throat> so what do you do in the case of a Jason Aldean concert? Well, as much as I studied that incident, it became crystal clear to me that there need to be codes in terms of um, large numbers of people congregating as it relates to security. What am I talking about? I'm saying that if you've got 10,000 people coming together, that you need to have a security plan, an evacuation plan. Why wasn't the fire alarm pulled? There's no protocols. you got 10,000 people, whatever staff, and nobody knew what to do. Nobody even thought about it. They never even pulled the fire alarm as best. Was there even one to pull? It was an outdoor venue. There probably wasn't. Should there be a means to shut down the venue? They could have, if they would immediately shut it down and turn the lights off, how much would that have helped save lives? They had a system to get people in quicker that they could pre-check their ID, <clears throat> but no system to get the people out quickly. This is basically, you know, emergency planning 101. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe people don't want another code. But to me, it's very, very foolish. Uh, I would go so far as you have a venue with that many people that there should be a threat assessment. They should have known. We've got sniper positions nearby. What do you do about that? Well, you've got to have counter snipers in place, which absolutely should happen when there's a venue that large. They should take some retired Navy SEALs, put them up on sniper positions up on the rooftops. That way, if somebody does open fire, it's not going to last very long. So the church shooting in Texas, I mentioned, the doors were wide open. Nobody was armed in that congregation. Uh, it's not all involving gunfire. Look at that parade in Wisconsin. Remember that, that that guy drove through? Just drove through the parade, mowing people down. No barriers. It's not just guns. Threats from everywhere. I, but I see this issue, um, you know, focusing on gun control, more gun laws, it's like focusing on plane crashes and determining it's not safe to fly. It's just lunacy to me as if, if mothers against drunk driving were arguing to ban cars. They didn't even argue to ban alcohol. What did they say? Well, they want limits. In the case of guns, we already have these limits in place. You can't buy the weapon that that guy bought. We never even heard how he got a hold of it. But you're never going to stop... I started to say, look at the damage he could have inflicted. What if he would have used a pipe bomb? What if he would have made a homemade cannon? You could easily make your own MLS <laughs> rocket system, practically. Do you realize that? With a little bit of machining? How much damage would that have inflicted on that open crowd? Crazy. We need to, The issue is security, not gun control. Why? Well, because when five people show up to rob your house, there's not going to be enough time for the police to get there. Because when the school up the street has no security, and it's right next to the highway, you can't possibly defend it. And you're not going to undo the damage. It's like, oh, we're going to get the guy. Well, great, you got the guy. That's not going to bring my daughter back. There's nothing that runs the opportunity to prevent that crime like having security in place. And then there's another big issue. Get a load of this. I don't know if you've heard the stories, but 
Sounds like our government's really gotten out of control, flat out breaking the law. You're talking about law-abiding citizens. Who's breaking the law? I'm going to go back to what that SEAL team guy said. Says, shall not be infringed. Well, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not either, but I know how to read. It seems pretty clear to me. Why do we accept this? Well, nothing's absolute. Says you. I'm not saying that. Why do we allow the government to take away our rights? And look at what it's grown to. Look at where it's gotten us. The vote doesn't matter. You have no say in the spending. You have no say in the wars. You have no say in nothing. And look at what they've done with this power. They polluted uh, social media, censored people, imprisoned people for political reasons. They started this false trouble in our cities with Black Lives Matter, the January 6th debacle, all government meddling, and, and they don't want to tell you about all that. It's only going to get worse. You look at the Battle of Trenton. Go study your history. And I think that what scares the living hell out of our government is the fact that if you get a few good armed men, they bring the government to, the, to its knees. Why is that? Because the emperor has no clothes. Nobody trusts the government, including the people in the government. You think that some cop from some foreign place is going to go, you know, throwing himself in, but some will. Some will. But it's going to be barely, the guy, all he wants to do is go home at the end of a shift. He doesn't want to, no, no cop gets dressed up, man, I hope we get into World War III tonight or Civil War 2.0 or whatever. Not going to happen. I think that the government is deathly afraid of even a small organ. You start getting organized security like Russia had with that um, Wagner group. How long before you've got corporations that have armed security in place with trained individuals? Probably happening right now, if I had to imagine. And what happens when the scale of that gets large enough that it can go in and take over a town? And we want to give up our... And you say, this is nuts. It's not nuts to me. It was barely 250 years ago all this happened. The good people here had to go and take back their government. They had to take control of government from the evil king of England and take charge of things themselves. And what, look at what simple, resilient, armed people were able to do. Something that had never been done in history. And we want to give it away? Look at the events of today and give me one solid reason why it makes sense to have less security. Look at the events going on here, locally, nationally, worldwide. Tell me, give me one solid reason why you would want one slightest bit less of security. It doesn't make any sense. We have to preserve our natural God-given right to defend ourselves. What did I say? If you don't have the ability to defend yourself, you are not peaceful. You're protected. And there's a big difference. I don't want to be protected. I am peaceful. I don't want to be protected. I take care of myself. I have a lot more confidence in myself to take care of my needs than Joe Biden or any of these politicians. Why would you want to leave that to risk? You're going to give up our gun rights. What does it mean? Or even a little bit more, I say no new gun laws, because it means relying solely on government for security. It's not freedom at all. Eventually, it'll be abused, and rest assured, the first, it'll be used against poor and minorities. You think that the red flag, the red flag laws aren't likely going to affect me. 
the cops know me here. If, if something crazy, if somebody say I got swatted, oh, he's brandishing his weapon, the police come down. I'm going to imagine to you that that whole situation would get resolved pretty quickly, okay? Now, you take the guy just a few miles from here. Not in my county. He's in Philadelphia. Mmm, those cops roll a little differently down there. They might have him in cuffs while they're having this conversation even. They say, uh, you know, this is the way things are going to be. You've got to call, and you have to surrender all your weapons. Now you got a gun on you, you're going to jail. Unbelievable. You watch the damage that's done. I'll say this, too, in terms of where we, the direction we should be going. I say we should be going in the direction of more people caring. Because I believe it would actually restore a basic level of decency between people. People wouldn't be so comfortable committing the crap that they're committing. What about the consequences of being unarmed? How much more evidence do you need? Look at Ukraine. Look at Israel. Remember when Ukraine, they were passing out the, the wooden rifles for the population to begin practicing? <laughs> I'm sure Putin was scared to death. Why are we going to just let another country come in and, and mow us down like this? How do you say you're free? Do we have an obligation to fight back like the Navy SEAL said? I'll ask you. You ask me if I have an obligation to fight back. I say this. If not me, then who? I've said it to you before that our country needs good people like myself caring more, not making it harder. We need to open those laws up. I ran through a couple of things in the, uh, um, you know, what would the popular information say in terms of other ideas instead of gun control laws. Focusing on mental health instead of resisting access to firearms, strengthening law enforcement, background checks uh, to ensure effective enforcement of existing gun laws, promote responsible gun ownership, I agree with that, Implement targeted uh, interventions instead of implementing broad gun control measures. Focus on specific risk factors. Foster community engagement. Enhance school security, I agree with. Support alternative solutions. Addressing socioeconomic inequalities. Improving access to education and job opportunities. Strengthening community support. All bunk. All bunk. The schools need to be hardened. People need, we don't need more gun laws. We need to encourage more people to carry, especially good people. We should have conversations about national reciprocity. We should be encouraging people to own firearms and the importance of, of, of why they need them. A huge historical and cultural significance. All right? You, let me just sum this up for you like this. All right? We need the freedom to own firearms unrestricted, why? Guarantees our freedom and our autonomy, protection against tyranny, preservation of our natural rights, first but foremost, safety, equalizing power dynamics. I've said this a million times. The little 80-year-old widow on the street, big bad guy like me, guess what? That little pistol becomes the great equalizer, doesn't it? It becomes a resistance to criminal activity. Not to mention the historical and cultural significance of some of these famous battles. How much more evidence do you need? It's all right there. Stop listening to MSNBC. Stop. 
falling for these loonies. You know, they'll parade out the veteran every once in a while. He's going to argue, I've been to a war. These weapons of war are no place on our city streets. Huh? Shut up. This is an idiot that never thought anything through in his miserable life. Go suck down an MRE and choke on it, you moron. How much are they paying these people? The, the, the guy gets on, he says he's a veteran. He's like, oh, veterans want gun control too. No, they don't. And nobody even verified that this guy's actually a veteran. And even if he is, where, did he, where was he? Tell me. He's probably fixing shoelaces in some Air Force base somewhere. He's going to tell me about gun ownership. Makes no sense to me. I'd love to hear your comments. As I said to you yesterday, we're going to get back to the emailing a little bit. Breathe a little life back into this. But well, not that the podcast needed life. Let me give you a quick update before I let you go, since we have a minute. I wanted to say, I'd like to hear your comments. Let me finish my thought. Something I need to get better at. I'd appreciate hearing your comments on this important issue. You can email me at info at ChristopherScottShow.com. Info at ChristopherScottShow.com. Uh, in the past, I've recommended that you go to the website and use the, the message form on there. And for a long time, we did that. Many people help with that. That is no longer necessary. You could click on that website as much as you want, and they are not going to unshadow ban me or whatever the, the banning that's going on there. So fair enough. There's no gaming the system, so we're just stuck. So there's no need to do that. On top of that, what I found in my year-end cleanup, I go in there and there's unread messages. That system, for some reason, I've had problems with it, and it was quite a few. I'm not sure what to do about it. If anybody that emailed me is still listening that I didn't get back to, but as you know, if you listen to the podcast, it's been one of my solemn promises that I read and respond to every email. Not every single one, but 90% of them. And here's these emails. It's horrible. Really infuriated me. Anyway, you can email me at info at ChristopherScottShow.com. I'd love to hear what you have to say about the Second Amendment, gun rights. And, and you tell me, why should we be giving up these important rights? I want to hear that. I want to hear you agree with me. I want to hear where you don't agree. You tell me why we need gun control. I'll bet you there's not one good argument for it. Okay, so that's that. What's going on with the podcast? Well, number one is I kind of got to the year end and took an objective look back at the podcast, including listening to a few episodes, which I have to tell you was a bit of an eye-opener. Boy, did I get really, really sloppy on some things. And even things like saying, um, I was listening to one podcast before Christmas. Buddy, you sound like a real amateur there with all these, um, uh, um, uh, I sound like Obama. Uh, and, uh, uh, we don't do that. I don't communicate like that. But as I was kind of dancing around, this is going to, you're going to laugh at this. What do I do? I felt, kind of felt like I was lost my mojo a little bit with the microphone. And you know what it came down to? I'm embarrassed to say this. I got to spend a little more time organizing the notes for the show, putting them in the proper order, working through that I can tell the story in a way that I'm not jumping around all over the place, that I know that I have it in the lineup that I'm not going to forget, adding a little bit more detail than a single word bullet point in some cases, and then running through it to make sure that it all makes sense. It takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of time before the podcast to do that. I guess in my mind, I was... In my quest for authenticity, like, I'll just I won't prepare for anything. <laughs> Very foolish as I'm looking back on it. But the other thing, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, which I always am, no, I'm not. Sometimes I conceal things for a variety of reasons, but in terms of my general talk, yes, I'm completely honest. 
I was getting frustrated, like a lot of you, with this country, and it's partly why I shifted the message here, and I wanted to get back to something more positive. I felt myself kind of giving up on this country, to be honest with you. And it's an easy thing to do. But it's all we've got. And if we don't defend it, who will? With that, I'm going to let you go. Hopefully, I don't know, we'll see. Maybe we'll have a new lead magnet, school security and metal detectors. I'm going to do an update of the website. I'll keep you posted on all that. We'll see. I got these other projects working. You know me. Lots of bright ideas. So little time. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Yes, you heard that right. I'm not promising we're going to an everyday routine. But right now, my intention is to be back tomorrow. I got some important things to share with you. Sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great time.